0: Listeners, welcome back to The Business of Wellness. I have a phenomenal guest today, and I've got to say, it is, it's is—it's a new one for me, which is to have a repeat guest, and I could not imagine having a better person to join me for this conversation and a better person to really kick off any kind of repeat guest. If you're a long-time listener of this podcast, please let me know. Is there anyone that you would love to hear from again? Is there another interview that we should do, a person that we should speak with? I would love to know. So leave that for me in the comments if you're watching on YouTube or feel free to leave, of course, a rating and a review. I mean, why not, listeners? You can do it under a different name, can't you? If you haven't left one already, I hope so. Um, all right, so without further ado, Vanessa Rosetto is my guest today. She is the CEO and co-founder of Kalina Health. And we're talking about everything today from venture capital in health tech, and her latest funding round to the intersection of wellness and entrepreneurship and the misinformation that is honestly just running rampant about food, nutrition, and health, particularly amongst VCs and capital allocators. All right. So if you have questions, again, please feel free to leave them by sharing a review with me in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. I would love to hear from you. I am reading each and every one of your reviews, so I cannot tell you how much I appreciate this enough. I mean, really, it just doesn't do it justice. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Let's get to the interview with Vanessa Rosetto. Rosetto is back. She's, I mean, you are, I have to give you, I didn't even say this yet. I have to, I have to give you major props for the fact that you are so far the only person, you're the only repeat customer here that we've had on this podcast. It is a new, new new-ish podcast frame, but I mean, who could be better than you for this?
1: But also Jackie, we just tell the truth. We are like family. So it's, it's true.
0: It is true. It is different. It's true. It's a little bit like calling up calling up a sister and yeah. being like, come hang out on on the Zoom instead of I, instead of coming out in the apartment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know what a I miss? percent
1: I miss when we were in Sinai and you would call your parents. Oh and my like god. In ev- it's the greatest. And inevitably I would curse and
0: your dad would be like language. Language. <laughs> language. <laughs> Tell Vanessa the foul language. Foul language. Like, A lot of foul Radko. language. How's Rad so, so sweet. Oh my God. Well, okay. Well, now before we revisit this, before we re- revisit the good, ol- the good old days, yeah. because inevitably we will get there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Knowing yeah. us, last- we
0: will have to get there. I think when life better. was simpler and yeah. things yeah. were better. We had okay. no money, but it was we better. We had nothing. We could not eat. Nope. <laughs> So we were but, <laughs> but it was happy. It was yeah. a happy time. Happy. And you felt really like at the end of the day, you felt like I helped people, which is yeah. really why we got into this whole thing in the first place. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Tell us, give us the update, but start from the beginning for any new listener. Start from the beginning. Tell us about Kalina. Tell us about where we're at, where we're going, where we came from, wherever you want to start, start there.
1: I mean, so Jackie, the thing about Kalina is it really started as... Like a hot, like a hobby. Like oh, yes. We're just going to we're gonna we take insurance. So let's just have four RDS. Let's see people, and at the end of the year, pay our taxes, and tomorrow, and I will split everything else in half.
0: Yes, beautiful. That
1: was it. There was no, you know, because if you want to make money as an RD. You gotta you gotta have 5, 000, multiple things, right? 5, right. Jobs. Yes, Sorry, absolutely. <laughs> my absolutely. every year, like, last year, my
0: was like how many oh. jobs?
1: Yeah, right. She was like oh, only one W two. I'm like, yeah, I'm growing up. So, like, <laughs> growing up, <laughs> and so and and so, COVID happened. It allowed us to do telehealth, get reimbursed at the same rate. Then our book started to get more and more full, and we basically made like a million dollars in ten months with no marketing. Wow. And then we decided that we needed to go out and raise money, because having a full scale private practice where the margins are above fifty percent. Because margins of private practices, when you have multiple people mm-hmm. working for you, sub ten percent always. That's what happens. Yeah. Is that you're you're plugging away and you're like, oh, I make one hundred fifty thousand, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Cool. Now yes. I'm gonna start hiring people. But those people need to get paid, and then you wake up one day and you're like, wait. Have I not paid myself in seven pay cycles? It's like nope. <laughs> no, you haven't. Oh no, you
0: haven't. Wait, wait. Explain this a little bit. Explain this a little bit more in depth about the margins. Explain margins for yeah. for those for those of us uninitiated to the yeah. to the private yeah. practice margin yeah. Yeah. world. So like,
1: what are what what are you taking home? Right. Right. And so when you're a sole practitioner,
0: one hundred percent. After
1: you spend money on advertising and your Instagram and your clothes and your makeup and whatever, how much profit did you make? You're right. looking for success in healthcare. It needs to be over 50%. And that's yes. the part that people don't really realize. They'll yes. People call me all the time and they're like, hey, can you help me with business? And I'm like, sure, whatever you want to know, I don't care. I have engineers, I have billers, I have verification team, I have admin, I have RDs, and this is all very, very hard. So what yes. do you want to know? Yeah. And the first question I always ask everybody is, how much money did you make last year? And do you know that 90% of the time people can't actually tell me?
0: Yeah. I believe it's crazy. it. crazy. It's crazy. I believe it because I could easily think like, or, or not even, I can't even rattle it off off the top of my head, but I could think like, okay, I know where my invoices, are. do you know what I mean? Like, I I know I have a full list of that. Like I can say what the gross is, but I can't tell you what the net is, which is terrifying. Exactly. So you never I just sweat. feel like
1: sweating. Yeah, you you never <laughs> quite know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you know, like we went out and we we raised money and we raised almost five million dollars and we got Blue Cross Blue Shield as wow. one of our payers, which is huge. And huge. they are letting us do a pilot with five hundred cardiovascular patients and five hundred GI patients. It's going to be the first outpatient study where we're going wow. to prove once and for all that nutrition. Is truly the front line of healthcare, and from there we will lobby for better rates from insurance companies and like full yes. value based care contracts. And you know, the academy only lobbied for us thirty thousand dollars last year. What is that going to do? Are you kidding? <laughs> so infuriating! So Wait, the academy
0: lobbied for for dietitians to be reimbursed with. Essentially, they spent thirty thousand against. Lobbying for dietitian reimbursement. No, no. So they
1: went to, you know, they, they went to the Hill and they lobbied and they paid lobbyists in total $30,000.
0: That's not going to much- do it. And they They're literally maybe send one email. <laughs>
1: right. But <laughs> health coaches have a, have a huge governing body and they are also lobbying towards getting no. reimbursed and the Academy acknowledges this. And they're not no. doing anything to block it.
0: Wait. Yeah. Wait. No. Let's go deeper on that. Mm-hmm. Really <laughs> this bad. upsets me a lot. And I had literally no idea until this moment that this was happening. What?
1: It's really bad. And so like this year at Fancy, the president, the new president was like, you know, the academy is helping to lobby for all nutrition professionals to be able no. to bill insurance. And people started Why? clapping. And I was like, put your hands down. Right. <laughs> because people don't actually understand because our, our profession doesn't set us up for understanding this, right? Like what is most important? Yeah. We also don't
0: have our back. They, they didn't. We didn't protect our license. So what do we expect? Right. Well, this they haven't. Like, I mean, since we even got into this, they haven't been protecting the license. And now I feel like this just took it to a whole new level. What do you mean? What do you mean you're not stopping health coaches not, from no, becoming, from having licensure, essentially? That's what they're saying? Well, from being allowed to, to bill pr- insurance, yeah. to get a CPT
1: code. Not and okay. what else is pretty terrible um, is that... Um, physicians, physicians who are like the chief medical officers of insurance companies mm. see more value in health coaches than dietitians. No. And the thing here is like a health coach has value, right? Like yeah. they they can help you, but they have to follow a script. And if the patient right. goes off script,
0: they are Which not- Which is what happens every time if you've every ever time. seen a patient ever.
1: Every time. I mean like right. the patient that was like, my husband's twenty years older than me, I hate him and I can't divorce him, so I drink every night and I'm not gonna stop. But <laughs> right. what are you gonna house. say, health
0: coach? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make
1: make it work. And I was like Right. Okay. Oh. <laughs> um right. So yeah. if, if you don't have anybody like lobbying for you and, and helping you, right? And and yes. these these health coaches, when the patient goes off script, how will they help? They cannot.
0: Right. Ever. They can't. Right. Like,
1: sorry, you don't you didn't take organic chemistry. Sorry. Right. You didn't take biochemistry and you didn't work in the ICUs of Sinai to, l- right. to
0: learn how to deal with all kinds of people. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. So what, so what's the, so when did this happen and what's the status of it now? So they're, they're not stopped. So the Academy is not stopping it. The Academy listeners, for those of us who are tuning in and uninitiated to this, the Academy is the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics that is meant to be the what would you call it? Governing organizational body. I I feel like, but but it's really sort of like they don't, but they, the, so the lack of support is noticeable. If anyone from the academy is listening right now, the lack of any support for this license or to like actually validate the value of having an RD after your name is noticeably absent, but we all see it.
1: Yeah. Like they could be doing more and they're not, it's so frustrating. And it also makes my job super hard. So like, yeah, this is a down market. Right. I have another term sheet. I'm trying to close around. So we will, we will raise $10 million at the end of next week. So like I'm in diligence, like at 12 o'clock, I have a call with another master. And so to get more money to push this forward, to continue to provide people with access and to provide dietitians with an out. Like yeah. you're gonna work in a hospital for you know one of our favorite dietitians has been working at Mount Sinai Hospital for twenty plus years and I know that her salary is sub a hundred thousand yeah that's crazy
0: yes yeah it's she's not- the NFL most valuable player right the right that <laughs> if the MVP has a cap under a hundred k a year that's a problem it's a, it's problem. a huge problem I, I mean meaning
1: and listen making less than hundred K is perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. However, if every time a child goes into the pediatric emergency department, yeah. they page her in the middle of the night before they yes. start anything. Yeah, exactly. Then, then, you, have then you, you have
0: a problem. You have a problem. Right. Then this is your MVP and you need to like actually level up. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, not to take us down too much of a tangent because I want to go back to the, the, uh, the 10 million by the end of next week, which obviously being a Jew, I'm like ready to throw salt (laughs) literally over my shoulder. I'm like afraid to say it out loud. Okay. But, but to take us off, to take us off script for a second, just for a second. Have you seen, um, Fleischman is in trouble (laughs) on Hulu? No, but should I be watching this? (laughs) Okay. You should watch it because it is loosely based around, um, like you will, like when you are watching it, you will be like, i I know exactly the type of person you're talking about right here. Yes. Um, But basically, so I have read this book now three times because I have gotten something new from it every time I've read it. And Uh now it, and then it was a Hulu series with Jesse Eisenberg, I think, and Claire Dates. Yeah. From um, the social network. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that, I mean, basically like the, the sort of personality types that come out. So he's a hepatologist in it. I love Which it. Vanessa has really like an extensive extensive experience with yes. the hepatologists. Yes. I just feel like it really he really nailed the hepatologist. First yeah. of all, the caricature of the hepatologist, but it really made me think a little bit more. Like it's meant to be. It's meant to take place a couple of years ago, so like twenty fifteen. Sure. Not like such a period piece, but you're yes. sort of like okay, I get it. I get what's happening yeah. here. But the the scene there are see, there are like certain personality traits, scenes, ways of working that also made me think a little bit more about the state of healthcare in general and the the lack of value placed on the everyday practitioner so like the hepatologist the dietitian the social worker the mm-hmm. ot pt whatever it really made me think about that because i feel like it's something we've started to hear so much more about which is like the only way to exist in any area of healthcare as the practitioner is to actually find more than one revenue stream so, so, we're not totally alone in that, and yet where is is the money Where is all of the money going? Do you know it's, what I mean like because it's that we know that these places get a ton of investment dollars, and yet it and it seems like it should be going to research, but is it? Because it because where where's the cure for fucking Alzheimer's already?
1: <laughs> I mean that part. I'm like, Yo, you know what I mean? Like this it's just like no sense. One time right. a comedian was like, "You can send someone to the moon, but you can't get nail polish that doesn't chip." I'm like, yeah, ex- yeah. It's a great ex- point.
0: That's <laughs> such a great point because I'm literally looking at my nails right now, thinking, "What the hell? I, if I wanted to, I could get yeah, to the moon." It's exactly. ridiculous.
1: It's so ridiculous. And what's so crazy is that nutrition truly is the front line of healthcare. Yes, you will see. Insurance will pay me every week to talk to you for one hour a week. Where if I'm doing my job, I'm capturing data and I'm coordinating care with your physician so mm-hmm. that we don't, we A, don't inundate your physician with stupid things. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. more people can get appointments. B, making sure that medication is adjusted, adhered to, and Mm -hmm. educating you on how food affects your body and for you to get better. Or you're doing all the things, we're capturing all the data and we see actually it's really more genetics and we're going to adjust the medication Mm -hmm. as such. And yes, helping people in that mental part, like, People feel yes. so much shame around food. And when you talk to yeah. somebody, like when somebody comes in and they're like, I want to be 120 pounds, and they're looking at you at 250 pounds, and you're like, Well, have you ever been that? No. Or what do people in your family look like? And you start talking to them like, Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Oh my gosh. This is really like, this is eye opening. This is changing. Yeah. Like, you are a professional. You are helping me. And so, because we don't have good PR, because yeah. NYP, NYP, mm. Louise Merriman. She is the reason she found like three million extra dollars of revenue from her department by codifying malnutrition. I just saw a post, and investors yeah. sent me a post about foods that bloat you, and there was no, no mention of the dietitian in there. It was just the gastroenterologist, which is like that's fine, but like wh- what?
0: Right. <laughs> That's what? really crazy. It's really, it's sad. really crazy. It's really
1: it sad. is really sad. But that's actually the reason that I push so much. Like, is if if we can really do this, if we can be the category leader, if we can say we hire the best dietitians, we have the mm. best outcomes. We've done all of these pilots. Look what we've done for people, full scale. Then they yeah. can't ignore us anymore. And our MVP at Mount Sinai, maybe can get one hundred fifty thousand. That would be my dream for her she deserves
0: it. Yes. <laughs> if not double. Yes. Right. right. I, no, I mean, it really, like it, it is, it's really, it, that is really such a disturbing thing. I want to ask you something on the topic of malnutrition because you got my wheels turning on that yeah. because it's one of my favorite topics. I really feel like it's such, because it is something that only uniquely dietitians are trained to do full scale, right? I mean, That's we right. had to take the physical assessment. Yeah. We have to take every step of that. Like we were there, we were there for it. Um, Can you respond the prompt. (laughs) This is so clinical sounding of me. Can you Mm -hmm. respond to the prompt, malnutrition and obesity can coexist? Hello. Yes. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. This this is uh, so crazy because I have seen, people have asked me to comment on things or review documentation and they'll be like, this patient died, but they were obese. And I'm like, uh, they were malnourished. You didn't feed
0: them. They had unstageable
1: pressure ulcers. They didn't Mm -hmm. have enough protein. Like they were like, hello. They
0: had had the flesh eating maggots. Yes. Like it's so
1: crazy to me that people don't realize, but we have so much bias against obesity. Yes. Right? Like if somebody is obese, yeah. then their genes have nothing to play in it and it must be their environment. But if somebody is thin and eats like crap, it must be their genes. Right? Like,
0: Absolutely. So- it, Absolutely. It, Absolutely. It, I listen to the most fascinating, the most- So I, I really, I love this. Um, this, you might listen to this also, Vanessa, is uh, Breaking Points with Crystal and Sagar. I really love them. If anyone listening knows them. Hi. Yeah. I have to hear them. <laughs> but i I really love them, but i but yesterday I listened to a monologue that each of them does when they're doing a broadcast, but basically um one was basically saying that because nutrition and, and i really do I, I do agree with the the premise, which is that nutrition is already becoming extremely politicized and not and and not in a way that that first of all, in what way does that ever work out? Right. Like yes. even if there's no side, that's going to be right. right? You know what I mean? So like, there's no way that that's ever going to work out. Exactly, Yeah, The truth is in the middle. So like the idea that, so, so basically the premise of this monologue was like to, to speak about how, um, it's just like to, to your exact point, which is like, it's not true at all that obesity has anything to do with genetics when we know that that's factually inaccurate. it It's like, it, and that it's only about environment. And I was like, what? Like, and basically saying that it's now being politicized that as a way to get to big pharma and that this whole Ozempic craze and the GLP1 antagonists and all of this that like are, are all caught up in this big sort of conspiracy to basically get big pharma to, to weigh in and to mediate when it comes to obesity treatment, which which yes there are always going to be pros and cons of this because you are inevitably going to until we get like an actual screening or a screen a validated screening tool to be able to say this person should qualifies for this medication and this person does not then then we're always going to be stuck here arguing over the politics rather than the actual medicine which is that some people will qualify because of genetics and some people actually it's their environment and and like you have to know yourself in order to make that decision or that distinction or be able to like, give that information to a physician yeah, but then or a like then
1: further. And this is why people don't respect us is because we talk out of both sides of our mouths. So yes. nobody knows what to do. Like, yes. I, I, was I, did I say it to you, I've been saying this all week because it's been annoying yeah. me, but I saw, I heard, I read somewhere where a, one woman was like, my I'm Mexican. I live in this community. 20% of the people in my community have diabetes and we really need help. We really mm. need somebody to come in and just, like, help us understand, like, food. Like, we don't have a lot of access. Like, it's mm. whatever. And then this dietitian was like, well, yeah, like, they all have diabetes because um, you're brown and poor. And
0: yeah, no. Us- that, right. And this is, like, so, this is so wrong. Yes. It's just, like, I just want to scream. Right. I wanted to scream. I
1: wanted to write back. Literally, I wanted to, to write back, fuck off. Yes. <laughs> sorry, Herb London. I'm sorry, but fuck off. Right. right. <laughs> like, I know we're watching, sorry about the language. Yeah, Dad, we're sorry. This, but exactly. Yeah. But like, exactly. I want to like. Okay, brown and black and poor people and Hispanic people are all marginalized, and there's bias against them, and many of them don't have access, and mm. so yes. Hard stop. No problem. I understand that. However, okay. yes, if you are poor, if you yeah. are brown, and you have diabetes. I'm allowed to instruct you on how carbohydrates affect your body because exactly carbohydrates affect your affect body your body, and, and if you eat them too much and you don't have them in control, you're going to be in a far worse condition. It's called end stage renal failure. And Thank you, dialysis three days a week, and on a list, and you probably will never get a kidney.
0: So, like. Can we right, we get- And then you want to talk about access. When we finally get to that stage, we can talk about access. But honestly, when we say that like all of these people, like this is, it's so dismissive and it really is a form of gaslighting. It's like saying to people, you are marginalized and therefore you like, and therefore it's too much work for me to provide you with the education that right. actually is right in front of you because you're still going to go to the grocery store you're, or you're still going to have Access to certain foods that we can still work within that. Do you know what I like? But that missing piece of things of like actually sitting down with people and explaining to them step by step and doing it in in a language. First of all, in a language that they understand rather than like doing this in English with like a translator phone, which you know triggers me to the yeah so So much trying to get a translator on the phone, but like. But like the idea that that we're missing this entire piece of things before we just say marginalized, you get no access, but now we've not given you any way to help yourself. Like you have no, it's it's like further oppression. Yeah. Yeah. Just just do what you want. I'm like, oh, this
1: still is diet culture, friends. And you are part of the problem because you just want to get noticed because dietitians are always fighting for scraps back to the academy because you don't make enough money to sustain your life. So now you think that you're going to give this message and it's going to attract people to you and that's going to make you rich. Like sit down. Thank
0: you. <laughs> please sit down, please just sit, Kindly down. sit down
1: and actually just go yes. home. Like you're not like you just stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. And I think that like three to five years from now, all of those people are going to turn on their asses and it's going to be a whole, Oh, we made a mistake. Look at all these people who who are not we well didn't still. help right. i have read every intuitive eating study every single one i have read i have deep dove into every single one and i'm like great it's a starting point it's a strategy moving it's on an
0: adjuvant it's an adjuvant yes moving on you Thank still you. need help right <laughs> like i don't know right. to tell you like your blood sugar is a big thing It's a real thing. It's a real thing. (laughs) It's a real thing. You should care. Yes. Care. Yes. You know, and then, then on the flip side of this, cause I, I went down this little rabbit hole and, and stop me if you know this company or if you, yeah, I mean, stop me if you know this company. Levels. Have you heard of this girl buy. these people? Yeah, I know. Uh, okay. Do, because do you know I feel like the they're investors? taking the money. Yes. I, I feel like, how do you, how have you raised this much money? Because this is the other, this is the polar opposite end. As far as I'm concerned, it's like, you see somebody like levels get so much VC funding and literally take the cake in like this cardio metabolic trackers sector. And you're like, that's not a sector. We don't need that. Like no one actually needs that because what do you do when you get a blood sugar of 300 if you're, if you have type two diabetes, or what do you do if you have a blood sugar of 130, if you're a normal person who is just normally digesting food, like that, that might happen and it's okay. (laughs) Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you don't have context for the data that you're getting, because on the website, if you've seen this one on the website, after going on a little down the old rabbit Mm -hmm. hole for me, the people on the board of this company are your... Are your average, you know, keto fasting promoting physician mm-hmm. like Dr. you know, Doctor Mark Hyman, mm-hmm. can't take it, really mm-hmm. can't take it. Like mm-hmm. all these people who promote these things that are actually not clinically validated or sustainable or even reasonable for the, tr- like as part of a treatment plan. So like, what are you even told to do if you, if you normally metabolize food and you're using blood sugar as a, as a tracker or a metric that's supposed to reinforce behavior?
1: So Jackie, when we when we get off this call, I'm going to put you on our advisory board. We don't pay Thank money, you. but we give shares. <laughs>
0: okay, I'm in. I'm <laughs> because, in
1: because I don't have to. I don't have to train you. This is literally yes, I'm a conversation. In. <laughs> we te- like us. We're the same. But yes. basically, what I say to people, so the levels of the world, the seasons of the world, lumen. Yep, they all just mm-hmm. use RDS as an afterthought. It's yep. like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And we have an RB, we talk to them like once a month, if you want. Yeah. Right? And I, and I've said to VCs, look them dead in their face. And been like, Oh, okay. So you ate a cookie and you had your levels and your blood sugar went up and then your blood sugar went down. And then what did you do? Did you have a cookie right. the next day? And the guy looked at me and I was like, we have all this data. We have spent the last 30 years trying to remove the personalization out of every solution. Yes. We are trying to, we're trying to say that the RD is not the product and the RD is the product. If all of yeah. your trackers and all of your bots and all of your AI worked, they'd be 40 working years, by now. percent yeah. of the American population wouldn't be overweight or obese as opposed to right. 1991 where it was 12%. But right. here is where we as dietitians, fuck up talking out of yeah. the sides of our mouth. Yeah. Oh, we don't track data.
0: Oh, oh yeah, don't no, track we fucked that up. You're right. If you yeah, absolutely. Data, you don't track no data, You got nothing. to
1: you shit. No one's going to give you any shit. dollars. And yeah. we learned that at Sinai. So like the use of, yes. or, or the exercise of working in the hospital was yes. if you didn't track the data, you got fired. <laughs> you were fired. You were (laughs) fired. Like we track labs here. We we track labs. We track weights. We track intake. Electrolytes. Like all those things. It's not not because I'm giving you an eating disorder. It's because it helps me do my job better. And so that put us above everybody else because I can show you, I can literally hand the investor I know all my cohort analysis. I know how many sessions people have over how, what time. I, I can mine and model mm-hmm. all the data down to the nth degree. Yes, and That's how people give you money. It's the only way. It really that is. is. They don't the give you money because they, 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 they like your face. And so that's the part yeah. is that I went to Fancy the other day and people were like, I've never seen you, but I heard about you. I heard you raise money. How did you do it? And I was like, right. No one's going to give you money because you were on the Today Show.
0: Like, no, get a sadly. Life. No, I know. It's not, it's sadly. No. It's sad. Yeah. It's
1: the truth. Right. Like, yeah. So, but and it's fine. You don't, not everybody has to do this. This work is very lonely and depressing. And I've never, <laughs> like, honestly, like I have so many people yeah. around me and I'm like, I feel really lonely and I just want to go on a beach and read a book by myself. But like, yeah. th- this is hard. Yeah. But it's the only way. And I refuse to let it go where people don't realize how smart we are.
0: I tell investors the all the time. I'm like, the smartest people I know are dietitians. Are dietitians yeah, absolutely. Call my friend Jackie London. Call Lisa <laughs> Flores in Atlanta. <laughs> oh like, my God, uh-huh. get that girl. Where is that
1: girl? I got it. She's the last stop at Emory. Ever- ever- Oh my God! You should get her. She will blow your mind. Wait, what do
0: you mean? What do you mean? She's the last stop at so at so at Emory. She should be the first stop.
1: No endocrine fellow. No endocrine NP.
0: No nothing surprising about that.
1: Yeah, could can move on to sit for their boards unless they do time with Ina. Period. End of story. I got okay. We need we need. You help.
0: gotta put her. Wait, I mean, she's gotta come on because Shh. this we gotta know. I gotta know more about this. And it's also amazing. That's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. That's she'll, a she'll call thing. me. She'd be like,
1: Bonnie, let me tell you about the new drugs. I'm like, damn. <laughs> 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 like, oh my like, god. She's like, if we don't get our heads on our asses, no one's gonna use a dietitian. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my help,
0: gosh. help us. I mean, fuck. Okay, okay. This on this on this. Let's go back. To the, to the data for a second and let's go back to the, the investor discussion. So when you say this and you're like, this is why dietitians are the product, right? I, I mean, my one good example of people who sort of tried but didn't was Rise, when we were involved in that a number of (laughs) years ago. Now that was way too long ago. I I feel like that was literally 2013. So that would be a decade ago. It's upsetting and sold to one medical, but they also, even at the time that they had started that, that program or the, the app, which was basically an app in which dietitians would go into the this platform that dietitians could only access through desktop. And basically you would like comment on people's meals. So you were sort of like jumping in, in the middle of a conversation mm-hmm. almost with like mm-hmm. someone and their own eating patterns. And it was like, you could definitely see changes start to happen. But you, but the model would be unsustainable for dietitians because you wouldn't make enough money based off of like seeing 25 people a day. (laughs) (laughs) There was just no way to really fund it, like properly scale. And they had no marketing investment, at least when we were involved in it. Then, then they expanded it to, to health coaches. And, and then it was sold to one medical for, in my opinion, way too little, way Way too little. And, and really also only got kind of like halfway there. So when you're having these conversations, I mean, that's like one example that I can even think of, because I can't think of anyone else who at least started with RDs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't think of anyone who was like, yeah, no, this is the front line of healthcare. And so we need to really invest in this profession. Like, how are we going to monetize this? Or how are we going to do this and actually compensate these people? What's the, what's the response? Like, what's the response when you're having this? Yeah. So rise was just too early. Yes, it really was, which it is was sad too- because it felt like too late to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was too <laughs> early. And, you know, the other problem is that none of these companies are run by dietitians, so they always yes, Diet right. that know what they're doing, right? So, right. So there's that. These guys, like VCs want to double down on nutrition. Yeah. Because- see what happened with mental health. We're like, mm. what what data do we track with mental health? It's like, I don't know, happiness maybe. We don't really standardize right. care and that. It's right. like, there's value in mental health and therapy and whatever, but like it's really yeah. hard to track. So yes. nutrition is very easy to track and yeah. I have had VCs like, who run funds that are worth hundreds of billions of dollars say yeah. to me, how come I can't roll up all the mom and pop shops of nutrition like I have with mental health, what is the barrier here? What am I missing? And I'm like, it's, you guys sold a dream. You guys sold a dream that you were gonna be Tanya Zuckerberg, and you're not like, right? right? And they're like, okay. And so they want a a winner. They want something that's diverse. They want something that's rooted in science. And so many of them are, they, they believe, and the ones that have invested in us are like, we know you can do it. You are doing it. You've done it with nothing. I just, I put 5,000 of my own dollars, with like Tamar and I, yeah. and we made this thing work. We didn't owe anybody anything. Right. And, and we we that's were like, only we're way. Gonna, yeah, we're like, we're going to make sure that people care about this. And other people, it's like, oh, now they got it. Now it's like, oh right. yeah, now I'm going to be free. Oh yeah, I can do this. And it's like, it, you can't, so you can try, but that's no problem. Um, right. But investors are energized and excited about it, but you know, the market is down and we're in a recession and, and we're about to be in a recession. I'm not supposed to say it, but I'm saying I've been saying three, it. I mean, yeah. we,
0: literally my first episode of this year was three ways to recession proof. I'm sorry, but can yeah. we just like read the tea leaves? Yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> no one's giving out money. This time last year,
1: I raised money right. on, on one meeting. I, I raised money on one meeting and people were calling me being like, I'll give you a million dollars. I have Amazing. had literally five and six meetings. Like I'm going to have meeting number six with one fund and after I have this meeting, I know I have another meeting.
0: Yes, of
1: course. not right. giving the money out like this. They want right. to, their end and they're doing sneaky things, which is like hilarious, where they are randomly reaching out to positions they know that you work with and asking if they could talk. They're also sliding in to the discovery call flow and having like having the full experience instead of saying like, I want to have an experience. Can you set me up? They're going through it from the beginning.
0: Whoa. So that they can
1: experience it on their own. It Whoa. is not funny out here, y'all.
0: It is. Right. <laughs> it's real. The people are real. Yes. <laughs> well, that is, that is a little. Intense. Th- I mean, listen, like on one hand, you're like, okay, I respect it. Because like if I, because how many times have I been, and honestly, if only, if only I had done this slightly differently, but like, I, I mean, having your own experience with a product is really invaluable. The good news is that your product is that valuable that it doesn't really matter that they're doing it. I mean it's it's like perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. Come yeah, on exactly. in. Yeah, come but on. it's just like right. Yeah, exactly. It's just not gonna be necessarily like, you know, brand deck that that like has every last chart and you know beautiful image and getty image and yeah, retouched image and all of the things.
1: It's wild.
0: Whoa. Okay. I want to, I want to pivot for one second before we come back to this, because we need to, we need to come back to this, but I I need to get your take on something related to, (laughs) related to our lovely Academy, just so that we can close this topic out for, for today, for today. for today. What, when I see like extremely large platforms, whether it's an individual creator on a platform or a podcast or a um, or even a, an actual mainstream cable news <laughs> channel yeah. saying, speaking about this Nina Teicholz, um response paper to the Tufts nutrition grading of packaged foods, have you, do you know what I'm talking about with this? Like, that's like know. we have a new food guide pyramid, and this is what people people are saying that they want you to have sugary cereals instead of meat, and it's basically like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's li- yes, you saw, saw this, this. <laughs> like the ranking, and it literally is so funny. And you're like, that's actually not at all what was what was said. I mean, actually, the tool that was developed at Tufts was meant to grade like foods, but again, yet again, I come back to a similar place, which is like. Clearly this was done by a primary investigator, a researcher, not a dietitian, And therefore the idea of rating foods altogether has its own challenges. It's It's like, there's just no, there's no way you're going to get somewhere. That's really going to be positive and help and actually help all of the people that you're trying to help. It is
1: crazy. It's It's the
0: craziest thing. Like, you know. Can you not
1: eat 85 gummy bears? Mostly because it's going to probably rot out your teeth. And like yeah. dental work is super expensive. <laughs> <So> yeah, like- <laughs> you bet. <laughs> you might want to take care of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, but like, can you have some gummy bears? Yeah, sure. Can you yeah. have them even every day? Totally. But like, if your goal is to manage your blood sugar because you have diabetes, then you probably can't have them or have, or every day at least. I don't know. I'm just giving like sensible advice. And it's like, My kids love cereal. And I'm like, okay, guys, you can love cereal, but you're going to be hungry at school. And case like, yeah, I'm so hungry. So today I made them an oatmeal crumble that had fruit in it and like whatever. And they were like, oh, this is delicious. And I'm like,
0: great. Okay. You just reminded me, I really didn't have, I didn't get to have my breakfast yet today. And that upsets me because you said oatmeal crumble and and my mouth started watering. Oh yeah. This oatmeal (laughs) crumble (laughs) also.
1: So I have, I have a recipe, but I judge it up. I'm like, no. And you know, there's, there's stuff in there and you know, like Rocco eats literally air and gum. He refuses to eat anything. It's like, this is delicious. And I'm like, great. So like, we can be smarter about food, but there's nothing wrong with eating golden grams, but also I don't have an eating disorder because I don't have golden grams in my house. Because I will eat a whole box in an hour. And that's yes. also probably not the smartest thing to do,
0: right? Just being smart, right? No, exactly. I mean, it's it's a little bit like it's a little bit like um, like saying yes. You can actually have it all. You can have everything. All foods are on the menu, but they aren't all going. You can't have it all all at the same time. No. You know, like you, like, in other words, if golden grams can't be in your home, then they, then they can't be in your home. It doesn't mean you can't have them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that distinction is like getting lost in, in right. everything that we see if out there have, every
1: day. If you have an issue with, with dessert, like one time this girl was like, I have an issue with dessert. And I was like, okay. She's like, but I love to have an ice cream every day. And I was like, great. Is there an ice cream shop near where you live? She's like, yeah. Yes. Okay. Every My night, favorite one. Yeah. Yes. Every night, just go, go to the ice cream shop and get, get it. a cone. She's like, she's like, that feels restrictive. And I'm like. In what sense? In what sense it's, In what you, sense it's better? It's the, literally tastier at you, an ice cream shop. <laughs> legit, number one. Number two, you said you have an issue, and this is the way that we come to a compromise. Like, the right. world, I don't know, y'all. Yeah. soft.
0: I don't know who your yes. parents are.
1: Yes. But my parents
0: told me that the world is not fair and you
1: don't get everything that you want. And you have I'm to compromise. Same. Uh, so, right, and you have to
0: compromise. You have to decide where you're going to compromise. Thank yeah. It's not your. You can't tell this person where she's going to compromise. I mean, you can give suggestions, but like the ultimately, the the end decision is going to be the person who's making that compromise. It doesn't have to be everything. You don't have to compromise on on cucumber as Freddie, right. the Golden Doodle, that does his not. Cucumber his favorite is cucumber. Is but
1: favorite.
0: It, but most things, most great things, you have to compromise a little bit. Yeah, but I
1: think I think it's still like diet culture.
0: I think it's yes, still, I agree. Like they're
1: saying all of that so that they can keep perpetuating this billion-dollar business, yeah. So that you you're like, what do I do? And you're still right. consuming all the books and reading whatever Mark Hyman is putting out and buying the levels. Yeah. And people like, do I need to get levels? I'm like, I don't know. You could like probably just go to CVS and get it for like thirty bucks. You don't have Seriously. to like like it's just a freestyle Libre with like sexier stuff on top.
0: I want to tell you. I want to tell you about a friend of mine who. um, who at the time that she sent this text, she must have been, I don't know how many, I want to say uh, around like, like uh, toward the end of her second trimester, whenever mm-hmm. she took a, a glucose test. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. She takes a, the glucose test and, um, and her doctor said to her after the test, you need to be on a low sugar diet. <laughs> 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 and, and so she, so what did she do as the kind friend that she is texted me, ah, like, w- what do I do? Like, what am I going to do? So, okay, laid it out for her, gave her some grocery staples, like gave sure. her a couple ideas. But what struck me about the language right there is that I was like, okay, so first, so my first response is like, okay, let's back up. <laughs> yeah. like, what does that what, mean? How, what was it? Like, what What was it? What was the fasting? And what was the two hours? Oh, that what was part. it two hours later? Yeah. And then what was, and then what was the exact, like, the And she's like, the exact words were, you need to be on a low sugar diet. And I was like, oh, she this is so unhelpful. I really, I just, and just the wording of that, first of all, sets her up to fail a little bit, right? Because all she needs to do then is like the smart, educated person that she is type into Google low sugar diet and the kind of crap that's going to come up just from that language by the physician is going to be confusing. Why, why, like... This is the part that I get stuck on, right? Is that if you know as the physician that you had two hours of of nutrition, of clinical nutrition training, why would you even try? Why not just say, I'm gonna refer, I'm gonna refer you yeah. to someone who can help you manage your blood sugar through diet, right? Because that would be at least a little I mean to me that sounds a way like a way more comforting thing to say than to respond immediately, you need to be on a low sugar diet because a, it's confusing. It's a misnomer. Really what you'd want to be on is like a consistent carbohydrate right. <laughs> eating, right? Like, so, so like the, just the sugar, like has her like hyper focus on the sugar content in literally everything, which may be helpful to an extent, but it's not universal. It's not going to be universally helpful, right? Like, so there's not going to be any, so like what, where, where does that start? Where does that start? And then I want to ask you where, where You stand. I know where you stand. But for the for the purpose of our listeners, where do you stand on this idea that we should be educated? The the problem is that we're not educating physicians enough. (laughs) (laughs) Physicians are educated. Just the fuck. They're educated fine. You want to know why I
1: know? Because my and I have to leave soon. But maybe we have to pick up. Yes. 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 um, Because I only have one minute. But I will say this is that my gynecologist. I went to visit him for my annual, and he was like, "Oh, thank God you're here," because these women are coming in in droves. Yeah. And I don't know what else to do for them. <laughs> it was like, they yes. all have gestational diabetes or they're all menopausal and they're asking me how to eat. And by the way, I do not know how I, right. all I know is like what I learned in medical school is that like, now you're of a certain age, so you can look at the food, but you can't eat it. And that is not <laughs> That's what me. I should be telling people. Yes. Thank you. So Beautiful. where are your cards? And I was like, Oh, yes. have, I have them right. There you that. go. Like bless. Thank I'm going to hand and, them over. And so we get all these patients.
0: Amazing. <laughs> you can't have an ego.
1: The you can't have, have an
0: ego. Lose the ego. If you're a physician listening to this right now, you need to lose the ego. I need to let Vanessa go. So before I do, I have to ask you our last question. So our new last question. Oh, I love it. This love podcasting it. era, which is Sorry. what is the most annoying thing to you right now in quote unquote wellness? The most annoying wellnessy thing you've seen eh, last week, last month, whatever it is. that That you can just eat whatever you want. <laughs> and if anybody, and if somebody
1: tells you otherwise, they're making you have an eating disorder.
0: Yes. Thank it's
1: infuriating.
0: You. It's infuriating. It's just not true. Fake news. It's a big, totally fake, fake news. it's a big yes. faker. It's fucking fake. Um, where Jackie, can people I love find, you. where can people find Kalina? And then you leave us. Kalina health at Kalina health, www.kalinahealth.com. And you? Vanessa Rosado, RD. Beautiful. Love it. You. And love you. Thanks so much for listening to The Business of Wellness. I'm your host and executive producer, Jacqueline London. Remember that advice provided on this podcast is based on my application of research and practice as a registered dietitian and should not replace medical advice provided by your physician. If you like what you're listening to, please follow the show, leave a five-star rating, and share something you love from today's episode by leaving a review. This podcast only grows with your support, so if you enjoyed this episode, share it far and wide. It may be the one thing someone needs to hear to start building that roadmap today to secure a healthier, happier future. That's it for now. So until next time, cheers.